0: Welcome in to the Amon Green Show, a 93-7 The Ticket and the TicketFM.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel Pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. Look at Green. Is
1: your host, Amon Green. Uh welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amon Green. Welcome to the Amon Green show. Got my man Austin to my Harrison, excuse me. Nah, you're good. I, yeah, I like you yesterday. correct first. Yeah. Yeah, I had Austin Shout out yesterday. to Austin for helping yes. out though. Appreciate yeah, it. Austin always. yesterday. My mistake. I knew I was gonna do that. As soon
0: as I said, I'm like, dang it. That's all right. We're both probably walking in at about a buck 75. So <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: we got my man Harrison in with me on the ones and twos. And uh, we're just breaking down, you know, talking about a little bit of Rocky League. That's what we played last night. We um, lost to Penn State, but it was a good match. We were up early and uh, slowly Penn State came back and won, you know, big six point swing, winning four to two. So the biggest thing I was looking at there, biggest takes away I, I see from my, the players there um, is the fact that one, you started the game good. We uh, got up front right away and now. It's uh, try to keep the other team from either scoring or keep them where, you know, we trade off goals. You know, that was the biggest thing I wanted to see after we get this two-score league. But then Penn State started scoring, working plays, and getting – sometimes it's just the way the ball bounces, literally, in Rocket League. Mm-hmm. You could be in the right position, but then that ball just takes a funny uh, curve or off the round part of the ground. Sometime at the – like in the corner of the, the, the pitch, it has like kind of – Circular it's edges. like beveled almost? Yeah, almost beveled. And okay. so it doesn't really... You you don't know how that's going to bounce off of that. You know, it's not like a 90-degree a corner or angle where mm. you know if you have a squared-off corner, you kind of know where that ball is bounced. So it's rounded, it's beveled. So that ball could kind of just go. And that's what makes it interesting. You know, that's where the talent comes in in a Rocket Leaguer to find out what their level is of, of how to track that ball off the wall. And so, you know, a couple things like that could happen. And then being... Sometimes the ball does that, then you're out of position as a defender or even somebody that's on the offense that's trying to get the ball. But then you get outflanked by the other team, and they're able to score. And I saw a few of those um, in, in the match that I watched from yesterday. So tonight is Smash. Super Smash Brothers, and we got a really good squad of mm-hmm. players there. So I'm excited about that.
0: You guys said you're 2-1 and one right now? I believe we're 2-1. I'm going to get one. to it. My, okay.
1: my computer just updated here, so it's kind of a little waking up still. So I'm going to get it. To it by four, we get you know done with this series, the show today. Yeah. Um, while you
0: while you're talking about it though, you, you the Smash teams had some success. You know, what do you think are some of the bigger strengths that's allowing them to right now? It's still super early. You know, right. you're gonna have some more challenges up ahead, but what are they doing right now that you really see and lead to some of their success?
1: Uh, what I like about I mean, from day one when I got here in the spring, uh, Eric uh, Dundas he does a good job of community night and then playing a lot of matches. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had a couple. I know we had when the School year started. We have some meetings. Myself with the team managers, and he's one of the team managers, He's the team manager for Smash, Sam for Overwatch, um, Jade for Valorant, Z for League, along with Christian with League and Valorant. And talking to them, and he was asking about practices, like how do you run practice? What's your What's your practice schedule look like? How often in a week? In a week, do you practice? And like, what do you do during that two, three hours of practice time? And he said, pretty much simply, he said, we just play a lot of games. We just play a lot of Smash, and I think, you know, so the biggest thing I, I liked about that, you know, was even as a part, the, I say the, part the, the biggest thing I liked about it was that they were getting a lot of reps in because the biggest thing, and for anybody in a competitive nature, no matter the game, eSports or traditional sports, that you get a lot of reps. And at first I was like, oh, you know, what about working on technique, working on you know, different things with, you know that happens in a match, you know, the right. movements, the mechanics. I kind of asked that, but then when I thought about it a little bit more, I said it made sense because you get to work. If you're playing enough matches, you're going to go through all the movements, you know, jumping up high, aerial, kicking low, kicking high, um, blocking, uh, using the the up-down power move, down move, all that stuff in, in Smash. So,
0: so does that vary from game like Rocket? Because that's always what I hear. Like for people playing Rocket, they're always like, go before you do anything, you know, go to the – I I forget the name. I think it's just called like training mode. Yeah, you go there and practice like getting the aerials, right. getting all up with the air. I think if you don't
1: have that much experience in the game, if you don't play it as often, mm-hmm. I think that's a you you definitely have to do a warm up. But for them, like they're playing all the time, like they you know they have the switch in their backpack or they put in their purse, and they can roll anytime. You don't even need an internet connection to play against people. As long as you're in a vicinity, you could do like almost like Bluetooth. And, and pair up. Oh, that's sweet. I yeah. didn't know that. So, if we had two switches right now, you don't even need the one. Me and you could play we could, without the internet. We just connect through Bluetooth, basically. And so they're playing all the time. They could play with classmates. They could play with roommates. They could play with people in the dorms mm-hmm. right down the hallway, just as long as they're within, I guess, 10,
0: 20 feet. Do they use like the actual switch controllers? Do they, no. Because I know those are real small. <laughs> they're a problem in my own hands. No,
1: no. Like for myself, I would. Like I, to me, it's no. I'm a controller kid anyway. Right. That's how I was born and bred into gaming but no for most of the hardcore smash ultimate smash melee players they use their, they find a controller out there it's either a custom one from Xbox from from uh, cuz uh, not Xbox Nintendo but some of the Xbox controllers can still be used but not that I mean but uh, Nintendo Switch controllers and or super old ones like Nintendo 64 controllers. <laughs>
0: That'd be crazy to see. It's,
1: yeah, I see it. They have the adapter. Like at for a pro it. tournament. Yeah. You've seen it? Yeah. They will do it because it's it's either really efficient or it's something about the controller that works better than the newer controllers to compete on. So it's smart, especially if we are on a pro level, right. to use those controllers that you see the other pro gamers uh, using basically. So um
0: that's crazy so you can show up to a pro tournament say it's a super smash bros and like you'll see there's no nec- there's no necessary like a rule on what you're using to play with controller wise
1: no you could bring in what you want they'll hook it up for you or you hook it up yourself to make sure you're all ready to go because it's just something you know things about gamers that are traditionally verbatim across the board right That every gamer don't matter the game they have their mouse and keyboard or they have their controllers, or a mouse, and then headsets on top of that. And then some tournaments will actually say, "Hey, you could bring your whole setup. Or You just you bring could, your whole PC. You could bring there. your whole PC or console, or whatever." Actually, we need consoles. Can you bring yours? They'll, <laughs> they'll ask you. I remember when going to my first Halo. I went to this Halo LAN event in Chicago, mm-hmm. about three hours from south of Green Bay, and I was looking at the fine print, and I didn't, actually no, no, I will take that back. I went to there all I brought was my controller. That was it maybe and my maybe a headset a pair of headsets. I get down there and we're playing we're playing multiplayer, you know, it's like a kill race who gets the most kills when move on to the next round. And I noticed during warm up, like I so I'm playing this a couple rounds just to get warmed up, guys and girls were coming in with their whole Xboxes. <laughs> their their cameras, their a small laptop to stream it and everything and I'm like Oh, yeah, I'm a newbie at this. So they got like the microphones <laughs> yeah, and everything with them. They had everything with them. I'm <laughs> thinking that – I'm like, you could bring your whole console. You could bring your own laptop to stream it out of. So they your, just
0: got like empty spaces for you to set up your yeah, equipment? Yeah, they have or? the room.
1: They have the room. So it was at the Microsoft store right off of Michigan Ave in Chicago. It was mm-hmm. about twenty, about 2015, 2016. I would never forget it. I'm like, man, I'm a noob at this. <laughs> I thought you could just – Bring your controller and a pair of headsets not the whole console also if i would have known that i would have maybe brought my console
0: so what's the bonus did you have to like sit in like a certain area and close with a bunch of other people yeah well
1: i mean it's just, it's just like we're sitting here you know but it's clear off the table and then we have our whatever's in front of you your monitor to mm-hmm. your, your console and your controller and your headsets and and you go and they give you why wi- they give you um it's either wi-fi in the building or hardwire but obviously hardwire is the best g- best way to go have the ethernet plug right into your your Xbox mm-hmm. and, and go after or switch or whatever, where they have the OLED now where you could plug in the uh the switch base and then go hardwire so you don't have that that lag in, in gaming. So yeah, it was just something like it was just an eye opener. And so for all the smash players out there, yeah, they don't travel without their controllers yeah. at all. You know, they have to, the, and then they have their adapters all ready to go. So they've to put it in. Here we go.
0: Do you see that landscape changing at all? Because I was just seeing a video the other day. I think it might have been um apex which i'm not super familiar with the game but i do Mm. know how they're doing it now it's like for every tournament uh in some setups they'll have two pc two mouse and keyboard and one controller and that's the way it's set up for Mm. all their professionals because they're figuring out like there's an advantage with the auto lock lock for people that are like up close high damage you know dps yep and then the people that are back where it's nice to have those you know you can be really uh, really calibrate your shots if you're further back but because they're seeing all these teams have the advantage with one controller fiber and the close combat, now right. it's just a rule that two people have mouse and keyboard, one controller. And that's like the standard for the tournament. Mm. Did not know that for Apex. Yeah, it, nice. it, it might just be like this brand tournament. I'd have to double it might check be, on it. But yeah. it, I thought that was really interesting how like it just seems to keep constantly changing on how they're ruling You know what equipment you can bring and use for each right. gaming you, event. Right.
1: And you got to read that in the fine print because I've watched some Apex Legend tournaments. Um, and you know it's battle royale mm-hmm. it's like Fortnite. it's like uh, pub g you know you have the circle closing down it's but, first person right? it's, it's yeah it's first person shooter i just didn't know that it, that was the rule set you know they had for those guidelines of that tournament that format of saying look you got to have some you know so many people play on mouse and keyboard or so mm-hmm. many play people on controller but they are the to's they're the tournament organizers so they can do that and put in the rules like i remember when i did a, a charity fundraiser for my foundation back in, uh, I want to say 2015, 2016. And it was a Madden tournament. And what I did, what I, I relayed the message to the, the people helping out in terms of registration. And, but they didn't quite like enforce it because I knew, I knew right away that players would come in and say that they're coming with two friends. Like say you and I go, and play a Madden tournament. Right. And we know, you know, both of us are really good because we practice with each other, Mm -hmm. against each other all the time. So we know that if things go right, we'll be in the finals together. So we had two players show up just like that and they try to dictate to my registration people, you know, where they should be in the bracket. When I told them they just forgot the registration said, I told them, look, just do first come first, you know, whatever, whoever arrives there, that's how they go in the bracket. So if they arrive together, they'll be C1, and two, they'll play against each other. So just fill it up and don't worry about if they say something. And, and what happened was they said something. that's like, no, you can't put us there. You know, we came together. We shouldn't be playing against each other. It's like, no, this is my, our tournament. We can run it how we want it. You know, so we missed that one. And they end up in the finals together. And I'm like, see, <laughs> this is why they should have been in the same bracket together because it's our rule. Mm-hmm. Now, if I wanted to do it different, you know, I would have asked in a survey, what's your experience level? And then I could know I could place – like if the better players are coming together, then but I see their their um their experience in Madden, then I could put okay put this kid over in the the, number, the seed the top left bracket as seed one, then I put the other one out the other bracket as mm-hmm. seed one, and then obviously let them battle all the way till the potential final four or and final two, and then if they get one gets knocked off, then it's fairly been playing through a certain amount of games. So i was just trying to watch that, and some um, a lot of tournaments go through that sometimes.
0: Absolutely. And we do have one uh, from the text line and we got, you know, about 10 minutes or so left on this segment. And this yep. one's a pretty tough one. It's a good question, though, uh, from Ted, because I know a lot of people do have this opinion or they may be worried about it. Mm-hmm. It says in a world where digital addiction has been documented and uh, a variable negative effect on a huge swatch of our society, uh, including in- increased attention deficit disorder and struggles with prioritization. I'm going to I'm gonna proofread this. Appreciate the text, Ted, but it's a pretty long one. He says, yeah. I have a son who is a good sports athlete, but I but I see tendencies of addictive personality traits in him mm-hmm. uh, that falls farther on a negative spectrum than positive when it comes to digital time management. Do the kids that get involved with esports struggle with that as well? And I suppose, you know, if it's yes, you know, what are some of the things that you're teaching? It's kind of balance because I know it's really big on you. It's always the balance, even if it's oh, yeah. like energy drink. At least get a <laughs> bottle of water, right?
1: right yeah. Well, you see me what I do, <laughs> and so I, I keep that. But yeah, to that to that question, great question, and I've had to deal with that in the last three and a half years of being an esports coach. Um, what you got to do with that, especially with being at the collegiate level, I had other resources. So not only myself to address kids showing up to practice. We have our two to three hour practice session, and then I remember the first time I, I noticed. I remember we had that. I went home. It was about a 45-minute drive from Lakeland to my house. Mm-hmm. And then um, the next day, I came back. For, I, got, I usually get to campus. This was before I started teaching. I would get to campus right right around noon and practice started around 2 or 3 o'clock. So I'd get right. there early and kind of set up and watch film if I needed to recruit players or whatever. So I'd be there two, three hours prior. And I remember coming in the, day, the one day where uh, one of the players was still sleeping there. On a weekday, <laughs> not a Friday,
0: just like on the floor, not from a the Friday couch to from... Saturday,
1: not a Saturday to Sunday, uh, Monday to Tuesday or Tuesday to Wednesday. Yeah, just laying. We had couches. We had spectator area. And I'm like, uh, what did, did you sleep in here? Like, no, this is not what this is for. So <laughs> that's when I started enforcing um, having one of the team captains that I knew could be responsible enough to make sure to manage and say, hey, Kick them out after a certain time. Mm-hmm. You know, nine o'clock they got to go. Or if we're like practice usually ended around eight thirty. So you got to go because now your students go study, or if you got a job, go to work, or you got to get ready for an early start, go do that. You're we got two three hours work of in, a work in. So they looking at us all oh, this time. Is we could play more now? Like no, it's not not for that. <laughs> it, it is for that. We'll have our days. Like we'll have a weekend day where we had a team day, or just pick a game and go at it for right. two three hours. But then. Once you get out of here, especially on a work day, a practice day where we watch film, we broke it down, we took notes, we correct our, our mistakes, make our strength stronger. When we're done, get out of here and go do homework or go watch a movie. Don't do nothing that we just did here for intensity, for an intensity for two hours and we're focused at heart. Don't do that. So You just gotta constantly, and I constantly had to remind them because I had one or two um, violators that would either uh, sneak in <laughs> They will get somebody else to swipe their card to come in. Right. You know the good thing I had resources, like I said, mm-hmm. uh, campus security, because they'll send me an email or send me a hey, coach. Uh, do you uh are you allowing so and so in the facility right now? And I'd be like, nope. I said they just want to get in and play, or no, I don't give them no allowance to right now. So they like can't let them in. So when you have a team to delegate power to, and they actually have more eyes on it, then great. And I say as a parent what you can do, it's real, it's something where you might find it hard, but really it's no different than doing what you've been doing as a parent already, you know, giving them rules and regulations for the things they love to do, you know, that's something my mom and dad did with me, and what they did right away, it was as soon as I started playing video games, so between six and eight years old, there was a rule, the rule was on the, especially if it was on the weekends, I could only, I could play in the house on my video games for two hours tops, and then I had to go outside and touch grass.
0: And that was just the weekends?
1: That was just, that was, if, if it was a weekend, for okay. sure. But if it was a school night, if I if I didn't have good grades, I was I couldn't be on at all. So if my grades, and good grades for my mom and dad was A's and B's. Mm-hmm. So if I had a C, if I had one C or definitely a D or not, I never, I rarely, I didn't have no S, but I had some D's every now and then. Um, But if I had some C's and D's, I couldn't, I had to be on, study and get my grades right. You know, like completing my assignments, studying up so I could pass the test, stuff like that. So by the time I got to you know fifth, sixth grade, I had that down because I love my video games. <laughs> I love playing sports because I was a football player. It probably helps
0: your grades out, right? A baseball player, yeah. even
1: for my baseball team and my football team, I had to have before. I mean, before I even got to high school, they were great. And they were looking at like a B average to be on the little league baseball football <laughs> team. So on top of that was my coaches and my you know. So then had my parents, you know. On me, right. but it was not on me because they were trying to be on me. They're on me just to make sure I stay on the path. And then my coaches too. They were. We had. I remember signing this contract in my second year playing Pop Warner out in California, and they said you got to keep a B average to be on this team. And I'm ten years old, and I'm like, okay, I get it, no problem, because I'm like, I got the same stuff at home. Mm-hmm. We're playing on my my Nintendo or my no, Sega already Genesis. already that contract. Already with said, my parents. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that contract's already done. So I get it. So. Um, and so it takes, and it's a process. When you start to initiate this as a parent, obviously there's going to be some resistance. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some, some struggle. It's not going to happen instantly. So just keep with it. Just consistently remind them, Hey, you got to do this. And this is why. And don't have, and then once you explain them to them one time, don't explain it to them every time. After that, they should know, you know, if they know that they need to be studying, they need their grades are down and need to get them up. Then all you had to say is where are your grades at. You w- w- whatever we decided on. You know mm-hmm. my mom and dad was A's and B's. Do you have A's and B's right now? And if it's yes, then be like, okay, then I'll let you play for an hour. It's a school night. Get an hour in, and then you know study up or get ready. Do your finish your homework. Well, finish your homework first, and then study up. Or then you could play for an hour, and then by that time it should be time for bed. So just have a. Have a routine and, and and be consistent with them on that and and then anything beyond that, this you're gonna, it's gonna have to really um, push hard. So you send the message so they know what's important, what's priority number one at their age is uh, grades and obviously school and making sure they are uh, socializing. I mean they are socializing in gaming, but obviously when your grades are slipping, then it's time to make a make a little adjustment to make sure things go you know in the right path.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I definitely remember my my parents would always just opt to stash the controller. In a unique spot. And that was, their rule is that like, was a good one. if I said I was going to do something and the night went by and it didn't happen, I knew the next day when I came home that that controller or the whole system, if they were you know, maybe really upset, right. it wasn't going to be in scene. And I didn't have to ask questions. Kind of like what you're saying, the parents, they didn't have to say the rule again. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I already know where I'm at. And again, so I think that's probably a big deal. What do you think about like kind of when people are getting on streaming? You know, how do you feel like how much time would you be OK? You know, if you were. In a situation where, you know, you have a kid and they're streaming all the time and they're actually making decent money. Yeah, I would,
1: I would, you know, that's the same thing. I would find a routine. I would pay attention to their routine and then set the regulations there, set the guidelines there. Um, School nights, homework has to be done. Chores have to be done. Mm Mm-hmm before you can even think about going on stream.
0: Yeah, because I know some of those streams, they they, do, they stream for like hours. Yeah, like a you know?
1: typical professional streamer that is making their living off of streaming, they'll stream, I'll say, I can't, I'll look up the average, but I'll say just guess, giving a good guesstimation. I guess like four I to would six say, hours. I would say six to almost six to eight hours. It's like a full-time job. Full-time job, because it's their job. Mm-hmm. So I'll say six to eight hours. Some are more like four to six hours, you know, stream from 8 a.m. to about three or 4 p.m. Some stream from three o'clock to nine o'clock, you know, six hour stretch right there. So anything from six to eight hours, no different than a regular job. And for young kid that's in school and like Twitch really has rules already built in. You can't stream on Twitch unless you're 13, I believe.
0: Yeah. I know Twitch is kind of on the forefront of really putting down a lot of those rules.
1: Yeah. So that's one thing. So no, any kid under 12, don't even ask. You because you, you can't technically can't can't mm-hmm. do it with twitch uh kick i don't know they're a little bit more risque you could do things on there you could i say if it's gambling involved with that with kick.com <laughs> which is like twitch but it's with gambling on there that's probably a no <laughs> you gotta be 21 and older yeah, to be on 100%. there hundred percent you know so yeah so i mean there's the there's the the platform and then i would see yourself as a parent and parent team, you gotta make sure you have your rules set uh, set in and ready to go.
0: I'd say just join in and watch a stream if you're curious. Yes, so you'd get the feel of it pretty quick on what that stream is. Yep, and I'll,
1: and on after the break, I'll go into like the weekend and what it should look like, and mm-hmm. finish this conversation off. And then one
0: it. more question before we go to break here again. You guys can join the show anytime, 402-464-5685. That is the Sardar Heyman text line. We got Amon Green in here, host as always. Uh, this one's from 6090. Do you play non-competitive games much, or is it hard to engage with that?
1: Oh, no, I play everything. I play uh, so non-competitive, so RPGs. Right now I'm, I'm playing Boulder's Gate and Starfield.
0: I heard a lot of good things about Boulder's Gate.
1: Don't, yeah. don't own Rico's it. Rico's playing it too. Okay. Yeah, I got, that's part of our... Uh, uh, our stream team we always pick we, <laughs> we, we we picked it a month ago we were going to make it a game in a month but right now none of us got very far in it so like the game is <laughs> the game we're going to play until we get like to completion i don't know what we're, where we're going to go with it's it it's a pretty big game isn't yeah, it? yeah it's a deep game okay. epic it's an epic game so i don't know if we'll ever be done with it because i think that it feels be,
0: like one that has like a bunch of endings like you can kind of yes. probably end it anywhere you want you can
1: end it anyway so I eventually i'm gonna start playing it and then end it a way that i wanted to end you know so uh I'll go with there. I know Rico said Rico's playing. So yeah, I do. I do that. And then what else?
0: Uh, I know I'm going through Skyrim modded for the tenth time through. Probably <laughs> that game nice. you can just mod it up every time. Yeah, that's crazy so, what you can do with some of those older ones.
1: Yeah. So yeah, just finding games. Like I play everything. So mm-hmm. um, mention those RPGs, but then other ones like The Quarry, that horror. is like a horror matchup game. And then um, God of War. I got Hogwarts. I got. a I still it's still in the plastic. I'm not gonna open it until <laughs> I finish. The I finish the other three I just mentioned: Quarry, God of War, and Gobolder's Gate, and Starfield. I gotta let me get more than fifty percent done with them. Then I'll think about opening Hogwarts. So yeah, I play non-competitive too. I'm a gamer. I'm a variety streamer when I do stream. So mm-hmm. I'm in that category because I play so many different genres of game.
0: Absolutely. And then we have Ted. I might, I might have to just go ahead and check this one out when I get time because it says Boulder's Gate is going to win Game of the Year. It's incredible. Is it really that good? You think it, it's like game of the year? It, yeah,
1: game of the year because it has so many different little nuances. It's like a movie. You know, it's RPG. So it's mm-hmm. like you are submersing yourself in a movie and you're creating your, your character from literally the ground up. Like you could pick your skin color, your species if you want to be something, be not human. Um, you oh, wanna, so it's like
0: one of those where you might spend, you know, an
1: hour just, just creating your character, just making your character. Right. That's and awesome. I did. I did so. <laughs> I did. The only thing I did wrong, the only thing I did wrong was uh, in creating my character. And and really, I'm not really. I'm, I'm over it now. And I'm like, you know what? I'm working with uh in in, in was it a diversity, equity, and inclusion? <laughs> yeah. Where my voice sounds like a woman's voice, but I'm a guy. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, I forgot I'm, to I'm, switch the audio. Yeah, I forgot to switch it. But like, you know what? I'm i I'm gonna keep it. I said I'm gonna keep it. I'm not gonna change it. And I name my I name my character after myself. So it's Amon. Um, But the typical streamer, yeah, I was right. Three to six hours per session, uh, three to five days a week is the frequency for streamers. Three to five days a week? Three to five days a week, three to six hours per session. Okay. So so,
0: so we're both pretty much in the ballpark. Yeah,
1: I said six to eight, so I wasn't far off. I mean, because sometimes they do. I know streamers that have done 24-hour streams. Yeah, the the speed runs are always crazy. Yeah, actually, here it goes. Yeah, at the bottom, it says Twitch affiliates need to have streamed for at least eight hours in 30 days. Oh, that's 38 eight hours in 30 days okay so yeah but but i'm no streamers for sure they do every three months or every month they do a 24-hour stream either for ch- for charity for some charities out there which i tried that one time yeah I'm like i didn't one. make
0: it it didn't go good we, we might have to talk about that one it I'm didn't go good because i see that all the time <laughs> and it's always crazy It didn't
1: i'll tell you what happened it's we, we
0: gotta throw the break here this is the oman green show i'm Harrison and running the ones and twos host is always mon green we'll talk to you guys on the other side